This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast and happy June. We are halfway, we've reached the six month mark in 2019. Like, as I'm saying, I'm like, dang, for real, that's, I can't even, where has the year gone? Like, this year has been for me just so eventful is a good word for it that I can't even believe that it's already June, but I'm excited. A new month always brings like a new, a sense of newness, a sense of new purpose, a, a new wind of productivity and motivation. So I hope you guys, this month is starting off well. Um, shout out to everybody for the kind words about the last few episodes. I did a bonus episode last week sharing my lessons. Was it last week? I think it was the week before. Sharing my lessons of building this uh, media company and the things that I realized as I'm taking God's vision and implementing it. Things that I, that I realized I need to work on. Uh, lessons I've learned. So if you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's really good. And then of course I have to thank Kristen. Y'all have been blowing me up about this Dangers of the Mind episode and I knew it was going to be good. I told y'all last week that if that that episode was like the blueprint as far as me comparing episodes to Jay-Z albums that was the blueprint definitely like number two of or number two or three of all the uh interviews that I've done so I definitely got to shout out Kristen for being on the show she's actually going to be one of my special guests at the God is My CEO Tour in Dallas. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com. It's happening at the end of the month. 
I'm really, really excited to be in the room. I know I'm going to shed some thug tears. So I'm going to try to get them out before the event starts. But I'm just really excited about this tour, about Kavaya coming on this tour. I'm excited about what God is going to do in that room. So if you have not gotten your tickets, I need you to go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com right now and get your tickets. This is something that you just have to experience in person. So for today's episode, um, I want to touch on something that I said in the Kristen interview at the end. And I didn't even plan to say this. And so every episode, I tell y'all before I hit record, I pray. Um, I surrender this show to God. I, I tell him that I'm, I need him to abide in me, that I decrease myself so that he can be increased in me. I ask him to have his way with the show. I invite him in and I willingly ask him to gladly ask him to take over and so when things happen or when I say certain things and I go back and listen to it I'll I'll be like wow like that that was definitely God because I wasn't even really thinking about that but it was something I said at the end of the episode where I was saying that I think Kristen and I were talking about the difference between kingdom success and worldly success and Kristen was saying how her and her former business partner from her first business will always pray together and things like that before doing the whatever it is that they were doing and they they had a prayer life and stuff like that but it wasn't but they were one still out in the world because we talked about how she was out there in them Atlanta streets um uh, but they were still in the world but they would pray before the business and things like that but then she compared it to the kingdom success and what she's experiencing now and how it's so different. Like it's just next level what she's experiencing now in her business, as opposed to the success that was experienced then. And the difference is God truly being a CEO and also being on fire for God and not just being on fire as far as what she says or how she confesses how much she loves God, but being on fire for him and lifestyle and fasting and praying and reading the word and being on your face before him and being obedient to the things that he tells you to do, because we got to move away from just being people who talk about God, who talk about faith and we say we love God, but we just do what we do, whatever it is that we want to do in our life. And that's what I meant by lukewarm. And I, and I, um, talked about lukewarm being the group of people that you need to stay away from. But what I realized as I was listening back, there are a lot of people who were listening to that show who is the lukewarm person. You know, you are the, the lukewarm one in your friends or you and all of your friends are lukewarm together. And so I thought it was important that I, I honed in on this topic and did an episode on it because it's my job as somebody that you look up to or whatever, or somebody that you have allowed to pour into you in this way to push you onto the hot side, to push you onto the side where your lifestyle is reflecting of what comes out of your mouth. Because the last thing I want anybody that's attached to this brand to be is lukewarm because not Living for God is a privilege. The scriptures that we quote uh, about everything we touch prospers and he goes before us and makes crooked paths straight that he will uh, supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, that he will allow us to live our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure. All of these benefits that we have as righteous people, as, as men and women of God, are privileges. And in order for us to keep those privileges, our actions have to be in alignment with the way that God has called us to live. 
And I talked about in last week's episode, the people of Israel, that whole time where God rescued them out of slavery, he was, and they were making that their way to the promised land. God was teaching them how they should live because they were called to be set apart in the work, the land in which they were going. And it's the same for us as believers, as entrepreneurs who love God and have God as the CEO, we are called to be set apart in this entrepreneurship world. So when I stand on a stage full of people who are saying that they're more spiritual and they believe in God, but they don't go to church or they believe in God, but they, they not sure about Jesus and all of these things, or they don't read the Bible, but they read self-help books. If I'm staying on, standing on a stage in the midst of all of these people, it is my duty, my responsibility, and my privilege to plead the blood of Jesus, to be very clear about who I represent in that room. I don't, I, I'm not supposed to fit in the, the God, uh, the God of this world is the devil. I'm not post, I'm not supposed to fit in, in the world. I'm, I was called to stand out. I was called to be a light in the dark world. So who, why would I ever dim my light as a representative of God, as a representative of the one who sent his son to die on a cross for my sins, as a representative of the one who knew me before he formed me in my mother's womb, how dare I dim my light to fit in with anybody else? It ain't going to happen. But there are a lot of people who are listening to this show who are navigating entrepreneurship in a lukewarm manner. And the reason why you're not getting the level of success that you want to get and the reason why you aren't making the money you want to make, your territory isn't being expanded the way that you want it to. You've been doing your podcast, but ain't nobody listening. You've been putting things for sale, but ain't nobody buying it. The reason you aren't seeing that is because you haven't crossed into being on fire for God. And that may be something that some of you are missing. And that's why I have to get on this topic because you may not even realize that you are lukewarm. And I'm not saying this to condemn you in any way. I'm saying this to lovingly push you onto the fire side, onto the hot side, and allow you to understand and open your eyes to see the level of blessings that's on that side. When I made the decision two years ago, to that I told God, I said, Lord, if you set a fire on the inside of me for you, because I was lukewarm, I would go to church. I would help out. I did the checklist of what I knew I was supposed to do as a Christian. I didn't know what it meant to be on fire for God. And a lot of us don't know because there are not a lot of people who are bold enough or on platforms enough to we're able to see, thankfully because of social media and podcasts and YouTube and, and periscopes and things like that, we're able to now connect with more folks. But for a while, we didn't have that. I didn't know who to go to to learn how to be on fire for God. All I knew was the people that was in my life or my grandmother, because this is a lot of times the point of reference that we had. All I knew was the people that was in my life. And if I'm being honest, the people that was in my life that said they love God were either lukewarm or not living to the level that I wanted to live. So living for God wasn't attractive to me. And I, but I always knew that God was with me. I've been through enough in my life. I mean, when I was a teenager, I was a cutter. Um, I, because of the things I was going through, I was contemplating suicide. I was going through all of these things where I felt so alone and I felt so dark. And I, and I, I always in my darkest moments felt like I wasn't, I, it was, it's hard to explain to, but I felt lonely in my environment, but I felt like I had something to live for. 
Like it was some type of purpose attached to me. I felt like I was important in some way. And that small little glimpse of hope, which I know it was God now, but that small little glimpse of hope for me back then was enough for me to be like, okay, well, let me just continue to push through. Let me continue to find my way. But I didn't know anybody who was on fire for God enough to push me in the way in which that I want to push you because lukewarm was popular. And so now as an adult, when I made that decision two years ago, I was like, God, I've never been consistent with you. I would have my moments when my, the light was burning high and I was on fire for you and I was doing all these things and I, I felt like I knew you. And then I, then it got hard or I don't know what happened. I just lost my way. And then I was out here in these streets doing whatever I wanted to do and living a, a life in the world and not being set apart as you called me to do. And so I, I had this honest moment with God in my closet. Like, I need you to light the fire on the inside of me. And I promise you, if you do that, I make a covenant with you right here in my closet right now, that if you do that, I will never leave you. And God called my bluff and was like, oh, word, okay, here it is. And he lit that fire on the inside of me and it has not gone out. Every time I find myself in a low moment because life has hit me a few times this year. And when I tell you that testimony, though, like I cannot wait to come on this show and let y'all know the details about what has happened um, up in, uh, this year so far. And the way I had to fight to make sure that I didn't continue to do God's work without him. Because like I said last week on on or not last week on the one about. The, ep- the bonus episode about a multi-million dollar business, I said that it's a new, when you are doing the things of God on this new level and this new level that he's called me to, I don't really have room for error. I have, I have to take a moment to deal with my feelings, but I also have to understand the magnitude of what my life means. And me, I'm, I told y'all integrity is everything to me. I'm not going to get on this microphone and be talking about God without him. It ain't going to happen. So if, if the way that I'm feeling is presenting me to from coming on here and allowing the Holy Spirit to use me, then the podcast may be late. It may come out a day after. I don't care what's got to happen. But one thing I know for sure is that Tatum will never open up her mouth and God not be invited to have his way. Never. And so um, with so going back to that. I cannot, I really can't wait to tell y'all the testimony. And I'm still in the, in the midst of a waiting season in certain areas in my life. Um, but I cannot wait to tell y'all the testimony. But anyway, I asked him to light that fire. But, but the enemy used these hits that I've taken in my life as ways to, to try to blow it out. It's like he's, he's trying like, oh, no, she getting too close. Oh, no, no. What her territory expanding? What her podcast is crossing new thresholds? What she helping develop other shows now? What? So now the now she's not only her voice is not only reaching new levels, but she's going to develop other other voices that's going to reach more levels. Oh, no, no, no. Let me shut her up. He's he's tried it. But I made that covenant with God in my closet that if he, that I will never leave him. And so it's even in those dark moments where I, I have to remind myself, take him, you can't be lukewarm. You need to remain on fire for God because there's too many souls attached to your obedience. So get it together, sis. 
But anyway, that's why for me, it's so important to talk to you guys about this because nobody was telling me this back when I was lukewarm, back when I was in the club on Saturdays and on church in church on Sundays, or back when I will, I will uh, ask somebody to pray for me or, or be praying. And then the second my phone ring, I'm cussing some, somebody out or I'm gossiping, telling, listening to people's business and involved in some type of drama or whatever. Or where I'm talking about talking about God or watching a real good sermon on YouTube while I'm uh, taking shots of tequila, turning up, getting drunk or whatever. Like, I, I know the lukewarm life was there for a very long time. But I also know the life of being on fire for God. And that's why I love the, I, I'm so grateful that I was obedient with this show. Because I could tell y'all both sides. Y'all could go back and listen to the first couple episodes for yourself to see both sides. But I'm able to speak from you from a, a place where I know where you're at. But I'm on the other side of that. I've crossed over from being lukewarm. I, done, I put myself in the oven and allow God to work on me. And so now I'm on fire. I'm hot for God. And I'm not going back. But I want you to experience life on this side too. I want to tell you guys about the month of May for me because I'm still at awe of what God did in that month. But we, you know, we got sponsors now, y'all. Okay, we moving on up in the world. So I'm a, we're going to pay some bills real quick and I'm going to come back and tell y'all about how amazing God is and how he really just outdid himself in May. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes on building a brand on social media, video editing, how to be more productive in your business, and they even have a course on how to beat procrastination. Like, that's a course that's for sure favorite on my account, right? And I have a few other ones that I'm actually really looking forward to taking about building a mobile app. As you guys know, um, I'm trying to build the Blessed and Bossed Up app. And so Skillshare has been so amazing with me finding courses on exactly how to do that without having that coding software development background. Skillshare is offering listeners of this podcast two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Like, that is so amazing. Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get two months of unlimited access of thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash blessed. This is definitely a blessing. Go to Skillshare.com slash blessed. You get two months to learn as much as you want from the Skillshare community for free. So last time, go to Skillshare.com slash blessed to start your two months today. Let's get back to the show. So let me tell y'all about May. Money making May, okay? <laughs> so in May, I, I told you guys a story about the Anchor Media, my new media company um, that God gave me an idea last year. And then this year he told me to move on it. He told me to move on it. Well, when he gave me the whole business model on a day of fasting, I get an email from a company um, who actually reached out to me the year before. And for whatever reason, it got lost in my email. People email you all the time. Uh, well, email me all the time. So uh, trying to sell stuff. So I thought it was one of those. And so I ignored it last year, but it got sent back to me. And I was like, okay, wait, God just gave me this media company idea. And then the person is responding to this email. I ignored it back in like October of 2018. And so they're reaching out now in May, or I think it might've been the end of April. I don't remember, but I think it was the first couple of days of May. 
May of 2019. So I don't think that this is a coincidence. So let me hear it out. So um, I have the call with the guy and I talked to him about their company, what they stand for, what they're trying to do with blessed and bossed up, blah, 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 blah. The meeting went great. I approach things, especially when it comes to God's vision from a certain level of skepticism. Um, reason being, I like to make sure I cross every I and and cross every I. I dot every I <laughs> and cross every T when it comes to things because ain't nobody finna come up and attach themselves to this and mess it up. So I ask very specific questions. I don't read. I don't feed into all the fluff and what sounds good. I ask the hard questions because if I gotta walk away from it, I will with no problem. People reach out to me all the time to either be on this show when I turn them down. I've had opportunities to people to um, be interviewed or like they've wanted me to like preview other shows on my feed because they know the amount of people this show reaches and they've offered of course money like you know I'll pay you this amount to preview the show and I'll listen to the show or listen to the preview and I'm like no that doesn't align with what I'm doing so uh it's a no you can keep your money I'm not a slave to a dollar so I'm good um so I turn down things all the time off this the the just the level of um, I guess pr- the way I try to protect God's vision. So with this one, I was like, well, let me hear it out. Like, God, do I need to talk to this person? And then he's like, have the call. So I'm like, cool. So I have the call. I asked all my hard questions and everything checked out. I prayed about it. I felt peace about it. So I was like, cool, let me move forward. And so what this company does is, and this is something that I'm going to be ta- telling you guys about Um, those of you who are attending the find your voice academy retreat and then those that I end up working with with the uh, academy for aspiring aspiring and new podcasters but I have this call so everything checks out I partner with them and their job pretty much is to find advertisers so your show of course has to reach a certain level of success before they even deal with you but this company in May has made this show five figures in podcast advertising and I'm like what so I ain't really have to do nothing like it's crazy just the things that are out here and the ways that God will position you to be able to receive everything that you're praying for so many of us are trying to create new products and services and or we're not understanding why God is telling us to do something or God, why do you have me doing a podcast speaking for free? That doesn't make any money. But here he is positioning things for you or for me. God, you want me to change my show? It was going well before. So I change it over. I'm obedient and I change it over, even though I don't understand the audience uh, doubles within the first month. The reach has been massive and may we've crossed over to over 200,000 listens a month, which is insane. I have a goal, uh, to get to a million listens a month, which we're going to for sure hit. Okay. But for the show to have brought in five figures worth of sponsorships, a couple sponsors I've brought in, but for the majority they brought in, And so I'm not even going to take the credit away from them. Like they be on their job. Okay. I'll be checking my email. Like, yes, keep them coming. But, um, 
But yeah, so I remember when I first got into entrepreneurship, my goal was to make $10,000 a month, $10,000 a month. That's it. Because if I made $10,000 a month, then that meant I'll have a six figure business. And I just wanted to have a six figure business. And then it's funny. I even think about when I had a job, I was like, God, I just want a job where I can make like 55 or so thousand dollars a year to start out. Let me just start there because I know with that, I can at least live in, in the DC area by myself. I know I could at least support myself. That's all I really wanted starting out, I remember, in my career. And then with entrepreneurship, I was like, God, all I want is $10,000 a month. And so it's funny that uh, old, old people will say, if you want to make God laugh, tell them your plans, right? And so I'm looking at this month, and this month we made over $56,000 in May. Not this month, that was last month. In May, over $56,000. I was like, are you kidding me? What is going on? And I wish I could come on here and say I came up with something or I did this or I did that. I did nothing but stay on my face and listen to God, but fast and pray, but read my word in the morning, but journal and, and talk to God about what he wants me to do. That's all I did. That's it. And, and endured the circumstances where I wasn't nowhere near making that much a month. Endured the circumstances where people asking me what I do and I'm dreading telling them because it just sounds stupid to me. Like, oh, what do you do? Uh, well, I have a podcast. Um, I wrote a book and a journal. Uh, well, what's the business? I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like, that was the space. If y'all listened to the weight episode, I talked about that. But in that season of just being like, God, what is going on? But I trust you. God, this hurts so bad, but I trust you. God, how is this bill going to get paid? But I trust you. God, I feel like I'm a complete failure, but I trust you. Like just being in that space where it was frustrating, it hurt. I was being stretched in so many different areas. And my goals were so low, to be honest. I have these friends who have multi-six-figure businesses. And so I feel like, like, God, how do I even have these people in my network? And I'm not even putting up them type of numbers. But nevertheless, I trust you. So I keep saying I trust you at the end of everything because I want you to know it's okay to feel how you feel, but you better trust God. It's okay to feel how you feel, but you better be obedient to him. You better continue to do what he tells you to do. You better continue to fight the good fight of faith. And that's what the, and that going back to being lukewarm, coming on the other side of just an amazing muff, because please believe me, you, that we are not scratching the surface of what God wants to do. My mind is just blown because I couldn't even believe it. But at the same time, it's, it doesn't blow God's mind because his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. He will always do exceedingly and abundantly anything that we can ask for or think. These are scriptures. These are scriptures I put in my head so that I can hold on to them during the waiting season. But I, I'm, I'm telling you this to tell you that in the waiting season, I never faltered with my obedience or my faith. So now coming up on this month where we made all of this money I'm, I have that much more peace and excitement about it because I did it God's way, because I did it God's way. I thought I was doing something because to be frank, when before I ended my coaching business, before I stopped it because God told me to stop it, I was on the road to becoming, um, a, I was on the road to having that six figure business. I was maybe like, I had, I had hit the 10,000 mark within a 30 day period. So I had met that goal and I was on my way to, 
um, having a six-figure business if I would have stayed the course of what I was doing. So in the height of doing something that was working for me, God told me to shut it down, and I did it. I shut it down with no alternative. This media company was not even a thought at that time. This podcast was doing well, but it wasn't making this money like this, like it's making right now, then. So I had to trust God when it didn't make sense. And I remained on fire for him. I remained obedient. I, I fought the good fight of faith. Like I said, I didn't grow weary in doing the right thing. I, I committed in that in my closet. I made that covenant with God that I would not leave him if he lit a fire on the inside of me. And I stayed true to that. And I believe that the blessings that I'm starting to see is a result of my obedience to God when it hurt, when I was felt like I was being beat up, when things didn't make sense. So I'm trying to, to paint the picture to you guys of what it's like to be on fire for God in the level of of success that he will have for you for as long as you continue to follow him being lukewarm may get you to uh, a six-figure business it might shoot being lukewarm may get you to a million dollar business but people who are successful commit suicide every day they're not happy they realize that the money isn't doing anything for them their marriages are failing god has blessed me tremendously in my business, my marriage is blessed tremendously. My husband and I have an amazing marriage. Next year, July 5th, uh, plot twist, we got married in July 5th of 2018. Our, our wedding was in January, but we um, eloped. It was just me, him, uh, my mom, and his dad at the courthouse, signed some papers. In D.C., like, you can get married so easy. It don't make no sense. But um, we got married July 5th, 2018. So next month will make a year of us being married. The best year of my life. And business has not come between my marriage. My marriage comes before my business, period. <laughs> if my husband said, call me right now while I'm on this show, I would say, thank you, come again. Tell the advertisers my bad. I got to go. My husband needs me, like straight up. He is comes. He comes second to nothing and no one but God. But God has allowed me, even, even in the midst of the things that I've gone through in my personal life over this year, as I told you, life has happened. I've still had peace. I've still been able to pick myself up. I, I've been, but I don't break. And, and that peace and that success in my personal life as well as in my business comes from being on fire for God. Those are privileges from being on fire for God. My family has 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 uh thrived in new ways like I, if y'all have been listening to the show for a while you know like my father was locked up for about a year and a half um and that was really tough my mother and I was in therapy all the last year so the, the family dynamic has been strained over the years not even just with him being locked up but even other things growing up but even even with that, we're coming together once a month and having these fun family dinners. I'll be posting about them. We be uh, like they did the little graduation for me. I showed you guys that or I showed it on Instagram and I told you guys about it. Um, whatever podcast that was after that that weekend. But my family is coming together in new ways. It's just it's God is so good. He's so good. And I share that with you because I want you to understand that what happens and the grace and the blessings and the abundance that's on the other side of you being on fire for him. So for those of you who have one foot in and one foot out in faith, I need you to get both feet 
on the the hot side and don't remain lukewarm because lukewarm means you're one step from being sucked into the world by the enemy and honestly God made it clear when he stands by it so if you're lukewarm you he's like you might as well have have uh been cold because being lukewarm ain't gonna do that for me and let me go over these scriptures really quickly before I wrap up this section. So Revelations 3, 15 through 16 says, I know your deeds, that you were neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. First John uh, 2, 15 through 16 says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes from comes not from the father, but from the world. Titus 1.16 says they claim to know God, but their actions deny him. They are detestable, disobedient and unfit for anything good. Like this is some serious stuff. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Like Look, Luke 6 46 says why do you call me Lord Lord and do not what I say first Corinthians 13 2 says if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love I am nothing second Corinthians 13 5 says examine yourselves to see whether you are in the in the faith test yourselves do not realize Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Isaiah 29, 13 says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules they have been taught. So I'm listing these scriptures out to you because I want you to understand the severity of being lukewarm the severity of it. I want us all to not only enter into the kingdom of heaven, but I want us all to live a life of abundance. I want us all to live in a fullness, the fullness of peace, the fullness of joy, the fullness of love, the fullness of increase. I want us all to live in that space right now. But in order for you to cross over, you have to get your foot out the world and get totally into the kingdom of God. And I'm going to go before I close out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you 2 Corinthians 13, 5 from the message version, because I believe that this is a, a assignment that you can do over the next week to test where you are. Because some of you, if you may not be sure if you're lukewarm or not. So I want you to do this test to see where you're at. And if indeed you find that you are leaning towards the lukewarm side, side, repent. Tell, say, God, I, Lord, forgive me. For up until this point, I have been lukewarm. I've had one foot in and one foot out. I've been in this world. I've been led by my flesh. My desire for success has consumed me. My, my desire for an increase in money and things and fame or whatever has consumed me. Lord, please forgive me. Father, instead, give me new eyes to see you the way that you want me to see you. Renew my heart. 
do surgery on my heart yourself, God, so that I can love you wholeheartedly, so that I can live for you wholeheartedly and not be consumed with the things of this world. Get on your face and pray these things to God and get over to the side of being on fire. Because that's one, that's going to uh, unlock the life that you want to live. And two, it's going to, it's the fire is going to catch to those around, around you. And you'll start to see your family get saved. You'll start to see the, the people in your life who you didn't even think would turn to God, turn to God. You'll start to see your husband give his life to Christ. You'll start to see your kids start acting right. You'll start to see death starts to supernaturally go away. Think the supernatural life is waiting for you. But you got to get out the world. So let me read this and then I'm done. Second Corinthians 13, five through nine says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. And this is the message version. Don't drift along taking anything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not he, not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. I hope the test won't show that we have failed. But if it comes to that, we rather the test showed our failure than yours. We're rooting for the truth to win out in you. We couldn't possibly do otherwise. We don't just put up with our limitations. We celebrate them and then go on to celebrate every strength, every triumph of the truth in you. We pray hard that it will all come together in your lives. So go and read that scripture for yourself. But the lesson in that for me is to test your faith. Do regular checkups on yourself to make sure that you're not slipping into a lukewarm lifestyle. So let's take a break, pay another bill, and then I'm going to answer some questions. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. I'm really excited about Lola because when we think about the chemicals and things that we put into our body, that conversation is usually limited to food. And as women, we don't often discuss the chemicals that are in the feminine care products that we use every single month. The FDA doesn't even require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their products. And so because of this, most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about their ingredients. Major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. So their products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. Lola's products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Their customizable subscription model allows you to tailor your subscription to fit your unique needs. I recently received my Lola subscription, and not only was it super easy to do, I personally liked the fact that the box was well-designed and it was discreet, so I didn't have to have that awkward moment of looking at my neighbors and they're seeing that I'm ordering feminine care products. It was actually so discreet, I didn't even know what it was until I opened it, so I definitely appreciated that. Lola is offering listeners of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast 40% off all subscriptions. That's 40% off all subscriptions. So visit mylola.com and enter bless when you subscribe. Again, that's mylola.com and enter bless when you subscribe to claim your 40% off. You guys don't miss out on this great opportunity to make better choices in the products that you use every month. Go to mylola.com and enter bless when you subscribe to claim your 40% off. 
Let's get back to the show. Okay, so let's answer some questions. If you want to submit a question to be answered on the show, you can send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com, or you can slide in my DMs at TatumTamia on Instagram. The first question says, Hi, Tatum. First, I want to say I love you and your podcast. Thanks, girl. I admire your realness, transparency, and practical guidance you pour out in your shows. You have helped me in more ways than you know. I've reached this point in my life that I feel very stagnant in my relationship with God. In 2017, my whole world was broken. I recently gave birth to a baby girl, got married, found myself in an extremely abusive relationship, dealt with extreme emotional distress of that, um, went through a divorce, moved back in with my parents, literally had nothing to my name but my daughter. I was lost and hurt. I never really left the church. I would go on Sundays. However, the intimacy of a relationship with God was lacking. But these experiences led me back to reality, seeking the heart of God, because I obviously tried it my way and that ended terribly for me. So not only did I go back to church, I got back to my own personal relationship. The process to victory was long. I was so weary and discouraged, but nonetheless, I persisted. Fast forward to 2019, I will say that I'm reaping fruits. I'm back at work. I'm in school. I have a car and God just blessed my daughter and I with a two bedroom apartment to call our own. My problem is I just don't feel victorious. I thought with all the things I prayed for will come fulfillment and wholeness. I thought having my own place would make me happy and being financially stable would bring me peace. But I don't feel any of those things. Church is becoming more like a task than a desire and carving out quiet time is like a duty rather than a privilege. I feel like I was so busy trying to fix what I thought was broken rather than letting God tell me. Now I'm at a place where I'm overwhelmed and burnt out. I really want to find pleasure and contentment in doing the things of God, but I don't know where the disconnect is or where it started. So I'm going to tell you very frankly, the disconnect started when you disconnected from your relationship with God. So I'm confused as far as you said that. Um, not So not only did I get back to church, I got back to my personal relationship. So. If you got back to your personal relationship, then how did you get disconnected again? You know, that's that's where I would start if I was you. I would kind of take myself back to 2017 and I would literally take a blank piece of paper and a pen. I would pray. I would do this on my fasting day. I would fast. So here's your first instruction. Fast. So six to six, no food, sis. And go before God. I mean, I would take off work and everything because this is serious. Go before God and say, Lord, what, where did we go wrong? What happened? Where did, not we, because he didn't do anything. Where did you go wrong? What happened? And so I would sit there and um, invite God in, into this reflective period and take yourself back to 2017 and kind of see what happened and allow yourself to be open to new revelation, to fresh perspective about your own life that you may not have not even really thought about. Because if you were in an abusive relationship and you got out, you were probably in survival mode. I mean, you got to su survive the hands of this abuse that you're going through it. And I must say, I commend you for that. You know, I, I just want to take my hat off to you for getting yourself and your daughter out of this abusive relationship. That's just a blessing. And of itself um and I'm, I just pray that God continues to heal you and and the remnants of that uh, whatever residue is left over from that relationship I pray that God restores you tenfold uh but back to the advice um 
I was sitting and I would write down like, okay, what, where did I go wrong? You know, yeah, I was going to church. I was surviving. I mean, I was in survival mode. I was into my routine. I was going through the motions and just, and then you said again, you said that you got back to your personal relationship. So what happened since then? And what I suspect happened is, is cause you said that, um, Fast forward to 2019, I'm reaping the fruits. I'm back at work. I'm in school. I have a car. So what I think happened based off of your, what you've told me, and I hate to assume though, is that you, you were grinding. So your survival mode went from you surviving the relationship and getting out to then you getting you and your daughter out of your parents' house excuse me, and getting yourself into a comfortable situation. So now what survival mode looked like was y'all being financially independent. So you started doing what you knew how to do as opposed to allowing God to heal you and take whatever time he needed. Cause God may have needed you to stay at your parents' house a little bit longer so that you can kind of have that safety net. Um, and so he could be able to work in you without you having to worry about bills and, and rent and things like that. So we, I mean, you never know, but now all that you can do at this point is to get back in front of the father, you know, ask him to forgive you for trying to make things happen without him. Ask him to forgive you for getting into a space where you were doing the tasks and not really seeking uh, not being a woman after God's own heart. Um, and then ask him to show you where you went wrong so that you don't, so that you don't go wrong again. And then ask what he wants you to do next. Have the conversation with God that you need to have with him. You know, we ought to really look at God as a father. Be honest with your father. Let your feelings out with your father. Ask the questions that you want to know the answer to. But on your end, I, I highly suggest fasting, just taking a day and it's just you and God reading your word. Um, the life application Bible is a Bible that I suggest all the time. They need to give me an endorsement deal at this point, but, but I love it because it's a life application Bible. Like it's not just the scriptures, but it, it teaches you how to apply it to your life. So I would get a good study Bible, find whomever in the Bible most resembles you and your life and your situation and study that person and, and look at the things that they did right. The things that they did wrong and just allow the, the allow God's word to feed you and, you know, seek him. And, and by seek him, I mean, fast and pray and be on your face and sit in silence, worship him because one place, it, you know what? Thank you, God. That's another thing you need to do as you're fasting. Make sure you are worshiping, turn on some music, download the blessed and bossed up playlist from, um, iTunes and get on your face and worship him. And thank you because he, I'm commending you from getting out of that situation, but that was God. You know, I, I gave you your props because, you know, you have free will. And so you did do what you had to do, but make no mistakes about it. The reason why you are where you are is because of God. So you need to take a second and thank him that even when you weren't checking for him, he saved you. Even when you got into the point where you were going through the motions, he still saved you. He loved you so much to save you and your child when you wasn't even checking for him like that, like that's the type of God that we serve. So I want you to really think about that and let that sit in that I was going through the motions. I lost my personal relationship with God and he still saved me. He still blessed me with a roof over my head because he is Jehovah Jireh. He provides for me and he did exactly that. He loved me when I didn't love myself. 
So if I were you, I'd really take a second and pour out my heart of gratitude for where he has brought you. And I believe that through prayer, fasting, and that worship, that, that true worship from your soul, it will, it will set that foundation for you to get back into um, having that personal relationship with God. So I hope that helped. The next question is, a, oh, I'm going to drop my phone. The next question is a business question. It says, hey, Tatum, I'm a new listener of your podcast. Thank you for sharing your testimonies and successes and allowing others to share also. I would try to make this brief, but I'm in need of assistance with which direction I should take or where I can even find guidance. I'm an insurance agent working directly under a small business owner who one day hopes to have my own insurance agency. I recently interviewed for a company and the interview went great. Their only advice is for me to start building my network so I can have a solid foundation to generate sales. I'm not sure where to begin. I'm not afraid to to speak with people. That's a part of my everyday job. I just don't know how to continue that relationship. Do you have an episode about networking and keeping those relationships? So um, we might, honestly, sis, we got so many podcast episodes. One of them might be about networking, especially back in the uh, Black Girl Boss days. But I will answer this this now so you can have a, a recent point of reference. You said that you are working under a small, let me see. Um, yeah, you're working directly under a small business owner. So if I were you, first I would nurture the relationships that you already have, right? So if you're working, I'm not sure if this small business owner is owns an insurance agency. I'm not too sure, familiar with like this industry. But if the person that you work for owns a small business age, I mean, not small business agency, an insurance agency, like you want to own, I would nurture that relationship, you know, and here's the thing about people. People love to talk about themselves. So if I was you, I would be like, Hey, um, Jan, I'm just gonna call her Jan. Hey, Jan, man, I'm working for you. This is what I would do. It sounds crazy. I promise you it's going to work. Hey, Jan, man, working for you, I feel like I've learned so much. I can't imagine what it was like to just start your own business and just hype her up or whatever, make her feel good. Like, would you mind going, um, would you mind going to lunch? I would love to ask you some questions about your journey. Now, some people that may not work because for me, if somebody be like, can I sit you down and pick your brain? My immediate answer is absolutely not. But if this type of environment, it might try your hand. I mean, it's what's wrong with a no. You know what I mean? If, if she says no, cool, whatever. But definitely don't don't allow that to stop you from asking, especially because y'all work together. It's a little bit different. Um, if I work with somebody or somebody worked under me and they asked me to pick my brain, I, I will probably say yes if they wanted to take me to lunch. It's the people I don't know that I'd be like, I'm um, okay, no thank you. But, um, but yeah, so ask her that and go out to lunch with her and just let her talk. Ask open-ended questions about her journey and let her talk. And you take mental notes. So she may say, I, I used to start my business in this area or this is the mistakes I made and yada, yada, yada. Just let her talk and take notes on it. Even as you're doing your job, take notes on that. Like who, whatever system pays you. So let's say you have like a, um, I forgot the system that when I worked my nine to five that paid us. But write down the system that pays you, right? So now you know, oh, this is a payroll 
uh, system. If if you process claims or anything like that, pay attention to what companies are you you're working directly with now, and the things you like about the company, you things you don't like about the company. Whoever you work with on claims, build that rapport with them. Ask them about their weekend, and don't just get straight to business all the time. Or send them a random Starbucks gift card. You could send people stuff um, like e gift cards now. So randomly send them a $10 or so e-gift card, if this is legal, because I promise you I don't know the industry, so I'm just off the top of the dome. But um, email them and say, thanks so much for helping me process that claim. You were such a great help or whatever. Whatever you can do in the confounds of your industry and what's ethical and all of that, do that to build those relationships. So that way when you start your own thing, then you can reach back out to Susan, uh, who worked in claims at whatever other company, and you'll be like, hey, this is me from XYZ. Um, I started my own thing. And then you can kind of build the relationship for your company based off of that. But whenever it comes to networking and building relationships, it's always about adding value. The worst thing you can do is take, take, take. If you add a lot of value more than you ask, then it gives you a, a lot more leeway to ask people for things and they'll be willing to give them to you. There are people that I know, like I met a lady, um, I know a lady who's a very successful entrepreneur um, and yeah, she's super duper successful. And I forgot how I met her. I really don't even remember, but um, I've served, like I've volunteered at her events. I've helped set up breakdown, I'm doing all the jobs. Don't nobody want to do because I don't care, but building that relationship. So then when I ask for something, it's not, it's a no brainer because I've done so much. I've given so much and there's nothing that she could do. And I knew this when I met her, like it's nothing that she can necessarily do for me right now, but I'm sure this relationship will be valuable in the long haul. And now that God has got me into the media industry, she comes into my mind all the time. Like that's crazy. If I, I there's something that I want to do like maybe five, five to 10 years from now, something I want to do that's been on my mind heavy. And I've been kind of just taking notes on it and, doing small stuff to prepare for. But I know that once it's time to execute on that thing, I can call her and be like, hey, I got this. Uh, Can you help me or whatever? And she'll be like, absolutely. So it's about providing value to people. So just think about as you're building relationships, how you can provide value and listen to people. Man, people don't listen. Like listen to people. Like if somebody's talking to you and let's say y'all are having a, a random small talk conversation and they're saying, um, yeah, we're having a birthday party. Excuse my references today. But we're having a birthday party for my dog this weekend or whatever, as you were asking about their weekend. You could make a note that, oh, that's Memorial Day Memorial Day weekend. Let's say that's when y'all was talking. And they saying they're having a birthday party for their dog. Then um, the next year comes around, you could send them like a dog toy, like, hey, I heard it was Sparky's birthday this weekend, or I remember this weekend is Sparky's birthday, tell him I say happy birthday or whatever. Small things like that, it sounds dumb, but that's how you build relationships when you remember. Like I had somebody who, um, I'm, we're building a friendship, this has nothing to do with business, but uh, we met, we hit it off. And, um, she got me a mother's day gift and she was like, I know you're a dog mom. And she got me a mother's day gift of like a sweater or something for my dog. And I thought that was so thoughtful and it was so sweet. And so just things like that is how you build relationships and build rapport. So listen to people, add value to them. Um, and just, yeah, I think that answered the question. Um, and check in. Don't only hit people up when you need something. Or like, I remember this Erica Badu song 
where she was like, um, used to, I don't remember what the song was, but in the song she was saying how people will call you when they need something, and then there's also that phone call that comes before the phone call when they need something, that little fake courtesy call to see how you're doing, but that's just to say that they hit you up so that when they call you the next time, um, and they ask you for something they don't feel as bad. So don't be one of them people either. Like stay in touch with folks, you know, tell people happy holidays and the holiday time, you know, add value to them or whatever. But those are just some tips. And also pray um, and ask God to send people your way that are supposed to be attached to your business um, because you want to make sure that, that you're networking with the right people as well. Cause people could seem valuable, but they can be total snakes. So you don't want any and everybody attached to God's business. And like I've said all the time, all money isn't good money either. So just make sure as you do those things that I listed, that you are also staying in prayer and making sure that um, you're seeking God on behalf of who needs to be a part of this new venture. So that is it for our questions, you guys. If you want to submit a question to be answered on the show, send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com or send me a DM at TatumTamia on Instagram. You guys, make sure you follow me on the gram at TatumTamia. I'm close to 10,000 followers on press because y'all know I'll just be trying to swipe up for real. That's all. That's the only reason I want to reach this little milestone. But yeah, follow me on Instagram. I hope to see you guys at the God is my CEO tour in Dallas, Chicago, Atlanta, DC. Go to God is my CEO tour.com to get your tickets. We have payment plans available um, to where if you don't have the coins right now, you can reserve your spot by um, signing up for a payment plan and That's it. You guys have an amazing week. I love you guys and I will talk to you next week.